0: Hello fellow listeners, it's Mary Stone on a chilly screened porch, and the plants are inside, which was a few weeks ago. It was kind of late to be bringing them in, which I always have mixed feelings about, which is going to be part of the story I'm going to share next, but uh, before I do that, I just want to thank all of you that reached back to me with your stories of heartaches that's going on in these difficult times, so many losses, so many unnecessary losses it feels, you know? all the privileges that we have enjoyed in our lives are still being controlled by all this COVID situation, which continues. Um, But let's not harp on that. Let's talk about some positive things. And again, such a positive part of what I do is hearing from all of you and the sharing that goes on between us as we are learning and growing in this garden of life. And the rhythms of nature are so perfect if we allow them to be and observing them is a way to Heal and grow. So, anyway, the next column that I wrote after the story I shared last week, called So Good Services, which of course you can see on the Garden Dilemma's website, gave me some hope and it was a bit of a surprise, and I hope it will inspire you as well. And it starts like this Hello, fellow readers. This is the first since spring I'm starting our chat from the writing chair in the library. Not to say the screen porch won't be put into play over winter. I especially love to bundle up and write when the snow is puffing through the screens. But today, if I may share a surprise about sowing good services in the garden of life. In the preamble of the first hard frost, I scurried to bring the porch plants inside. It's funny how I feel sadness over bringing them back in every fall, but then thoroughly enjoy them inside once they are. I groom off the dead leaves and check for critters, and marvel over how much they've grown. Many of my houseplants date back decades, each having a story behind them. Two long-timers involve a rescue. Perhaps a column topic, if any of you would like to ask Mary. I think it would be a fun story, actually. I'm going to do that. I will. I will. Maybe during the winter, when not much else is growing. (laughs) So I went on to talk about some of the tips about bringing your indoor plants inside. Actually, this is one thing that you shouldn't do normally, but I broke the rules. While cutting house plants back is best to do in early spring, sometimes necessity rules. I heavily pruned an elephant ear, the same variety that served as an ambitious ground cover at my folks' home in Florida. How I miss visiting them there. As I chopped away, I apologized to the plant, speaking softly assuring it will be fine. All the while thinking of dear mom standing behind me and sweep-up detail in her later years as I tame the jungle, she would say in gratitude. I'll continue watering my indoor plants with rainwater or melted snow for the nitrogen boost. We talked about harvesting rainwater and snow in a previous episode of the podcast. Let me see. It was episode number... My goodness, episode number four. That goes back a while. Sweet Autumn Clematis, Rainwater harvesting. You may want to listen to that. It's kind of a fun one. I'm giggling because I have a new roof now. I have a new roof. I just had to put a new roof on the house, and uh, I'm wondering if the benefits of rainwater are going to be as good. You know, all the moss is gone. Hmm. Something to think about. Moss is good. So back to the care of indoor plants. While I fertilize them monthly during the growing season, Between the months of November and, say, February, I do not fertilize them because, just like outdoor plants, they are resting and fertilization can add to the stress of being indoors. Speaking of mom, I brought a tiny gift book upstairs to read before sleep. She Who Loves to Garden is illustrated by Mary Englebright with no mention of the author although only a few tender words oppose her charming illustrations of children in the garden and amongst nature. The heartfelt sentiments mirror my own. Gardeners know we merely borrow our dear earth and nourish and respect it as we do all living things. Well, maybe not invasive pests that chomp the heck out of things, though they too, I suppose, serve a purpose. Instruments in shifting to a new balance, perhaps. Although when Bambi's munching all my plants, I'm not sure about that, but I do love them. They're beautiful to look at. The little book also shares how we gain lessons from the seasons and the rhythms of nature, and I put in quotes, and how life itself adheres to nature's plan. That is so true if we allow it and not interfere with nasty chemicals and being disrespectful to our dear earth if we only are kind to it and follow the rhythms the world would be a much happier place Hmm. this morning a page randomly opened to a drawing of a straw-headed girl with red hair cropped to the chin tending to her garden of hearts above it in ruby letters with a ribbon serving as a stylized S so good services sweet remembrances will grow from them with tears in my eyes. It's just what I needed to hear, feeling an emptiness, as I shared last time. There's a demure signature after the saying, Madame de Steele. Her full name is Anne-Louise Germaine de Steele Holstein, born in France in 1766 and lived till 1817. She wrote so many things. It was so fascinating to read the history of Madame de Steele. She was ahead of her time in advocating women's rights, which were seriously stifled then. We've come a long way, and I think we should focus on that, don't you think? The best came last. I flipped to the inside back cover to a sentiment written by my mom, dated 1999. Dearest Mary, may your garden of life always be a rewarding adventure. Love, Mom. And she used those X's and O's. (laughs) I wish the same for all of you kind readers and listeners. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Well, I hope you enjoyed the surprise of that little book. It really did lift me. And it's such a wise thing to consider sowing good services. Sweet remembrances will grow from them. And we can all do that, as we talked about last time. It doesn't have to be an organized volunteer thing. Just being kind to others and to our earth. So, I must go and put a coat on. I'm literally sitting here with just a small sweatshirt and no gloves, and it's cold today. There's actually some snow still on the ground from a light dusting. So, join me, would you please? I'll be back in a little bit. Thanks so much. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> Let me get seated down here with my warmer jacket and my gloves on and a cup of hot tea. Thanks for joining me back. So learning about Madame de Steele recalls another column I wrote about a remarkable woman titled Lessons from Woman with Flower. And it starts like this. While searching my stash of questions and Garden of Life tidbits, I came across an influential poem by Naomi Long Maget, titled Woman with Flower that I first heard over a handful of years ago. Most that review Naomi's poem believe it pertains to a mother-child relationship, logically so given the title. However, I like to think of it as Mother Nature's guide to caring for our dear Earth and each other. When you think of it, Mother Nature is the mother of our Earth, our dear Earth. Each line of Naomi Madgett's magnificent poem is a lesson in itself. It starts with, I wouldn't coax the plant if I were you. Meaning, it's best not to lead or influence others with your opinions, or change the inherent nature of things. Like sunflowers in the field and houseplants in a window, people will find their light on their own. Naomi writes, The leaf's inclined to find its own direction. Give it a chance to seek the sunlight for itself. You know how house plants kind of turn towards the window or lean towards the window? They know to do that on their own. It's quite magical. Upon researching the history of Naomi, I learned she passed away in 2020. In November, in fact, at 97 years old. Undoubtedly, she lived almost a century of changes and contributed propelling a positive shift. She really is a remarkable lady. I wish I got to meet her. <laughs> she lived in New Jersey at one time. How about that? Born in Norfolk, Virginia in 1923, she lived in East Orange, New Jersey as a child where she first began to write. Her family moved to St. Louis where Madget published her first book of poetry just after high school. She attended Virginia State College then moved to Detroit after she married and became a teacher, a writer and a publisher and an advocate of change. I first heard her poem, Woman with Flower, on Wayne Dyer's PBS presentation, Living the Wisdom of the Tao. Wayne closed his presentation with Naomi's poem, citing, it sums up all that I have been saying about living the wisdom of the Tao, deserving praise for a woman with great understanding. The Detroit Free Press wrote a tribute to recognize Naomi's remarkable life And during a reading in 2017 given at the Charles Wright Museum of African American History, Naomi said, I believe the purpose of my life is to serve, to make a positive difference in someone's life, to redirect someone who is heading in the wrong direction, to make a good role model, to inspire someone to lead a more meaningful life. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a remarkable woman. You can actually listen to that um, speech, finding it on good old Google or on YouTube. I have a link to it at the bottom of the column titled, again, Lessons from Woman with Flower. While the Tao Te Ching dates back over 2,500 years, the philosophy of living is relevant today, and there are hundreds of translations in Western languages. The 81 verses of the Tao are the teachings of Lao Tzu, a Chinese philosopher and a prophet who left the turmoil and strife of warring states to live in the desert and live the way. The Tao is not a religion. It's a philosophy to live our true, peaceful nature in nature's rhythm. It really truly is, and that's what I'm really so inspired by because, gosh, nature has such a remarkable pace and rhythm if we don't mess with it. (laughs) Naomi's prose goes on to coach letting things be. Too much nurturing and prodding can harm or stunt the flower. And she writes, And wait until it's dry before you water it. Overwatering is just as harmful as underwatering, as too much water causes shallow roots, or worse, root rot. I go on to talk about my mother's African violets I adopted, and I learned the hard way about over-doting and over-watering, and I lost some of them but I did maintain some, and I learned as I went along, so that's okay. We learn by our mistakes, don't we? This column was written around Thanksgiving, and uh, which is why I stumbled upon it while I was away in Virginia Beach, just before Thanksgiving. And so I, I end the column with, Thanksgiving is time we celebrate gratitude. And while traditions of gathering with friends and family are not the same this year, just like those on the other side, our loved ones still sit with us. I adore how Naomi's woman with flower poem ends. The things we love we have to learn to leave alone. And in my own words, I added, it's all about love. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com So again, that was an inspiration that relates to Madame de Steele's brilliant words about sowing good services, sweet remembrances grow from them to remarkable women. So thanks for coming by. I so enjoyed our chat on the chilly screen porch. And there is a bit of snow lingering from a flurry that we had. We've had actually two of them. So we've had some puffing flakes through the screens. <laughs> if you would like to email me at askmarystone at gmail I would love to hear from you. And I also want to thank those of you that have subscribed to the podcast and encourage those of you that haven't to do so so it magically appears in your feed. And you can also subscribe to the column so it appears in your email. I look forward to our next time on the screen porch. Enjoy the beauty of our dear earth. And I hope you enjoyed how to care for it with Naomi's beautiful words of her poem, Woman with Flower. Thanks so much. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.